0: First new podcast for
1: 2024, Thursday, January 4, 2024. I'm Crash. Mary is back, and it's been a while. Do you still remember how to do this?
0: We'll find out, (laughs) won't we? Yeah. (laughs) Happy New Year, Mary. Happy New Year to you. And our guest today, J.B. Hickson, is kicking off 2024's fresh podcast, and we're going to find out shortly what he's thinking But first, our scripture and prayer. And I'm going to open the year with Psalm 100, which says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. What a great psalm. Let's pray this morning. Oh, Lord, we look at another year, week, day to set our minds and hearts on you. We thank you for the depths of grace that you continually show us, thanks and our cares to you, that you're working all things out for our good. We lift up those who are hurting out there and need a touch from you, Lord, they're struggling. Lord, I pray that you would just uh, bless them with with your presence, with your grace. Remind them that you love them, Lord. We lift up J.B. and his loved ones, and we ask for your protection, for your leading in all things that he puts his hand to, Lord, for the sake of your name. We pray for good health and endurance and all those wonderful things that you bestow on us as your people, Lord. Thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. J.B. Hickson is back with us, author, pastor, well-versed in all things related to prophecy and and in the challenges uh, to our faith in these times, website is works dot org. Books: Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume One and Two, Spirit of the False Prophet, which are now available in Kindle, and uh, they're great resources. And I say this every time, but they really are, because books of this nature often are dated as soon as they come out, but not these, because uh, they're great resources for um, a lot of good foundational knowledge on what's going on around us, and there's so much. It's so hard to keep up. Well, these books are very helpful f- for that very thing. Welcome back, J.B.
1: For having me, always always enjoy our time together.
0: What's new with the ministry, JB? Anything specific you want to draw our attention to? I know there are podcasts. What are you talking about these days?
1: Oh man, it's great! We've had a great week already. We've had uh, Leo Holman on for just a earth shattering podcast on mm. Monday, January first. What mm-hmm. a way to start the year! Mm-hmm. Uh, that's posted at our site. Uh, we I did one a solo podcast Tuesday on good news in twenty twenty four. After Monday, I thought, boy, I need to <laughs> I need to focus on some good news and. <laughs> So that's out there. We've got Patrick Wood coming on. I know he's a good friend of yours uh, Mm -hmm. coming on uh, tomorrow. Um, And then we're rolling out the first quarter of this year, some pretty new exciting things. We're working on a brand new app, a full-fledged app that you can get at the App Store for our ministry. Uh, We've just got several uh, several initiatives that... uh, you know thanks to uh, the faithful support of of our listeners we've been able to reinvest in the ministry here and hopefully uh, do an even better job of getting the gospel out
0: well apps are great because they're right there at the touch of a finger we're so accustomed to grabbing our tablets and our smartphones and looking for that thing we want really fast so having an mm-hmm. app is fantastic and uh, so then all these things will be uh, at uh, at the fingertip and at the ready for people to research so we love that uh, we are going to talk today about uh being at war with everything, as, as I thought about what's going on in the world, it just seems like, you know, we talk about World War Three and the potential for this, that and the other enemy cranking things up. But really, we are already in cultural wars, uh, constantly being cranked up. And I think, um, you know, it's not that wars and rumors of uh, wars kind of thing, like I just said, but, but um, you know, there's no end in sight. Uh, and it's to the point of exhaustion. When there's wars on every front, wars on the right and on the left, it's probably died by design. And so we stop fighting at some point. Uh, traditional warfare has casualty lists and, and and all these other things. But this is virtually there is a lot of carnage. And I want to just, JB, open up with the starting point here. When the world really changed, uh, Trump and COVID, COVID, the 2020 election, New levels of anger and control. Um, we've all marveled at the insanity kind of over the top that we've seen triggered by just the mention of Donald Trump's name. And regardless of what people think about him, um, on any level, it's difficult to just behold the desperation of those who hate him. I mean, to the point of doing anything at all to keep him from running again. Then COVID, if anything ever changed the way we live, it was the virus. It came out of nowhere. It will not die and it was, uh, it opened a Pandora's box of deep change and cultural engineering. It was manufactured, manipulated. We had your masks, your vaxes, your lockdowns. Um, so now we're faced with a war over ideologies that allowed us to really see, it pulled back a curtain to see where the left is truly at, controlling our health, the course of our government. Um, so this rages on so many other fronts, but I think these two pushed the envelope. So it's we and they and us and them and we're at war over everything. It's absolutely exhausting, um, you know. But people, I think JB, because of this exhaustion, they tend to just walk along with it. I think you know, how can we wake people up today that you don't want to walk along with this? You want to continue to put up a fight?
1: Yeah, well, I think you you hit on it right there at the outset. This there are certainly physical wars, and and, and Jesus prophesied that the closer we get to the end, we would wars and rumors of wars. But there's also a spiritual or, and philosophical, you might say, principle underlying all of it. And that is, you know, Satan uh, is all about conflict, whereas God's all about unity. Satan's all about confusion, whereas God's all about peace. And uh, Satan's earthly co-conspirators know that, and they're operating according to their master's uh, plan of divide and conquer. That's been their plan uh, since the beginning. Satan drove a wedge between Adam and Eve and, and God. He's, he's out there fomenting conflict and bitter, uh, you know, bitter hatred and you know, high levels of emotion. It's, it's straight out of the Hegelian dialectic that, that we've talked about before on your program. But you know, my wife, Wendy, was one of the first ones early on in the pandemic to point out uh, to me uh, how it's really all about dividing, dividing the freedom, dividing people. And, of course, Trump became a huge uh, lightning rod in that, in that regard as well. But uh, I really believe that all of these uh, you know, culture wars, or as you called it, the war on everything, uh, has its roots in the, uh, the satanic conspiracy to try to destroy the world and, and, and quote-unquote, build it back better uh, and take it away from God and, and so that Satan can call it his own.
0: Yes, absolutely. It is, And two, at its root, is a war on God, and humans happen to be the spoils. But I've I've never seen such a a crazy world with things being fomented morning, noon, and night, 24-hour news and all these things. Uh, I think it is making people a little crazy. But we have a list here of things that there is a war on, and I think each one is a little bit of an update in itself on, on what to look for, what to look at, and my first thing that I put on the list, JB, is farming and food, the war on um, basic things that humans need. We know from Revelation there will be a lot of inflation during the last times. But I, I want to start with farmers. Um, there's something out there that they're calling the Great Food Reset because farmers are considered the worst polluters in the world. Go figure. I have an article here that says, it starts out with, America's food security is being threatened by the forces of the Great Reset, led by the World Economic Forum, under the thumb of the UN's Sustainable Development Agenda 2030. Biden says to expect real food shortages due to Ukraine war, blared a headline from Bloomberg News in 2022. It's going to be real, Biden asserted. The UN estimated that 20 point, 2 point, sorry, 2.3 billion people are severely or moderately hungry globally. A food crisis is just a ticket for even more chaos that the WEF can exploit for their reset agenda. And now um, it goes on to talk about China snapping up farmland to the tune of about 200,000 acres. Um Bill Gates who says we shouldn't be eating meat anyway, uh he's going to uh, give us some fake meat to eat. Um so their farmers are being turned into renters basically. Uh Gates uh has become the nation's largest farmland owner. Um young farmers are going up against these billionaire investors. Uh, it's just crazy JB. What do you know about this uh this kind of uh farmland loss and, and the and the crop loss and all the all the farmers being the largest polluters. What do you think about that?
1: Oh yeah, that's that's uh, been going on for some time uh with um you know them trying to kind of take over uh the smaller farmers run them out of business uh you know, make them, you know, use certain types of seeds and so forth. But in my book, Spirit of the False Prophet, I, in Chapter 7, I talk about uh, the, the ongoing Dutch farmers' revolt. Mm-hmm. I think it really reached its uh, reached everyone's attention in 2020 during the pandemic, but I think it actually might have started in 2019. Mm. Uh, but anyway, it was, again, the government's attempt to take over... Local uh, farmland, and, and of course, ultimately, it's all about control. We know Satan wants to control the world, Psalm two, and he's using the wor- world's rulers and kings and leaders to try to, uh, to try to do that. But it's also about conflict among farmers, or between farmers, I should say. You know, you've got the big, giant corporate farmers that sold out long ago, but then you've just got the the, the good, old-fashioned Midwestern farmer where the farmland's been in the family for generations. They might have a couple thousand acres, uh, maybe a little more or less, uh, and they're just trying to make a living and maybe pass it on to their kids. But but these you know conglomerates, like you talked about Bill Gates and some of those companies, come in and just... From, from an outsider's perspective, inexplicably take over. But, of course, we know there's an, an agenda behind it. It's never about what it's about. But, but I think it's, it's, once again, making a huge dividing line between us and them, you know, that proverbial us mm-hmm. and them, uh, just feeding the, the, the seeds of discontent and anger and uh, leading right into what they hope to accomplish, uh, which is a civil
0: war. Yes, absolutely. And of course, the World Economic Forum to the rescue, because when you go to their webpage, it's they have a page called uh, One Hundred Million Farmers Building Farmer Resilience for Food Security uh, in support of a transition to net zero and nature positive food and water systems so they're they're uh, deconstructing farming as we have all known it for our millennia. And now they're going to recreate it in their own image so that um, we can not have these farmers being the world's largest polluters. And they can net zero, of course, carbon zero. You can't grow a stalk of corn without carbon. So oh. uh, we're on to them. We're on to hey, them, JB.
1: How dare these farmers you know, grow plants to destroy the atmosphere? Yes. I mean- Oh my God. Just the the very concept is ludicrous, uh, you know. Uh, I've had uh, Alex Newman on uh, not too long ago, right before the end of the year, talking about this, and he just does such a good job of explaining just how absurd it is. I mm-hmm. mean, on its face, and yet, you know, millions, even billions of people have bought into the whole climate change hoax, which is nothing but uh, but a pretext. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, the World Economic Forum is really at the tip of the spear in this uh, agenda right now, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and it says that they will, the farms will be nature positive. So anyway, you cannot make this stuff up.
1: I know it really, and the, the whole net zero thing. I, I got a ticket for my daughter to go to fly home after uh, the holidays to her. She goes to school in uh, Phoenix at Grand Canyon. And, you know, now United Airlines, I'm sure all of them do the same thing. You know, you, when you're searching for which ticket you want, which itinerary, it shows you how much carbon it's it's using so that those, you know, socially conscious, environmentally conscious uh, uh, travelers can choose the one with the least impact on the environment. It, it's everywhere.
0: Wow. That's pretty special. <laughs> well, and we know the Bible does speak of famines and food shortages and also something that was happening, I don't know if it still is, but several years ago there was talk that gardeners, a person would not be able to just have a simple backyard garden without registering with the government so they can tell you what to grow and when to grow it and how much to grow. Have you heard anything about that of late? I'd imagine it's still going on to some degree.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember years ago now, it's probably been 10 years ago, New York City, Manhattan was trying to pass legislation. I don't remember what the outcome was, but to where if you had tomato plants on your front or tombstone, there, just to see, uh, uh, they're big time. And that's why, by the way, it's so important with all of these things that we're talking about today. Uh, to to see it coming and to be prepared fear mm-hmm. and right. of course, we know the answer. we know who wins in the end. God is in full control, but God's word does tell us that the wise person sees trouble coming and prepares mm-hmm. for it. So you know people need to to recognize that if the Luciferians get their way and the Lord tarries is coming, we may find ourselves uh, needing food. and mm-hmm. if you don't if you're not prepared, uh, then you're going to really be worse off than than those who are
0: right, absolutely. and I think just uh like you said being prepared and knowing what's going on because when covid came along and the vaxxers started to come out people in the alarm and i think uh sounding the alarm loudly enough saved some lives of people who did not yes no doubt you no know, it the, did
1: and and of course you know that's uh, uh, still on the horizon as well you're you're hearing about it every day i saw uh that a lot of uh hospitals are now requiring masks again mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there's just other restrictions coming down the pike. I got my first email yesterday in a long time, a couple of years uh, from someone asking, you know, what should they do? Their employer is requiring masks mm. again. How should they handle it? So these things are starting to ramp back up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we need to stay alert. So besides farming and food, now the shipping industry, there's a war in the shipping industry. Because when we talk about the shipping industry, we're talking about maritime, air, railways, freight. um, Obviously these all contribute to the global trade arena for the goods and services that we all rely upon. We're a consumer society. Uh and this industry is the world's largest employer, especially in freight. And now we have supply chain issues, which we saw during the pandemic. Uh it disrupted supply chain to a great degree, next, and shortages. And we have two issues here. We have the Red Sea shipping workarounds. Um that's something that's going on right now. They're they're not able to uh because of what's going on in the Middle East. Uh, there, there's a, an article on that. They talk about um, the trade route is used by roughly one-third of global container ship cargo, and they're redirecting ships around the southern tip of Africa. It's expected to cost a million dollars extra for fuel for every, um, for every round trip between Asia and northern Europe, and you know they're going to pass that along to us, so that adds to inflation. And now the Panama Canal, there's a severe drought going on. There's not enough water, and so the ships are having to be also rerouted. Uh, maritime transfor- transport is 80 percent of global trade. That's a lot. Uh, the UN has had a conference on trade and development. Um, so there's really some issues with that. And JB, I don't see that letting up. Some of this is probably just man-made, but um, your shipping, you know, containers, trucking, all that. To this to this mess that we're in.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the, I think the genesis of it is all man-made, but the, mm-hmm. the ripple effect. Uh, is is very real and very uh, organic and people are, are going to feel it in so many different ways I was just watching the news late last night the local news Of course all the news is scripted and, right. and they all you know parrot what the, the the globalists want them to say and so they were they always have a couple segments on global or national issues and sure enough they let off with the uh, you know the Red Sea uh, issue there with Maersk uh, suspending its yeah. shipping in the area and, and just what you were just talking about so yeah, it's uh, you know this was a big deal back during the pandemic, and the pandemic became an easy excuse for all of the the different things right. that they were trying to roll out and, and the problems they were trying to cause. Uh, everybody said, "Oh yeah, but that that was because of, of COVID, or that's because of COVID, or that's because of the pandemic." But but in reality, these uh, there's some pretty uh, wicked people behind the scenes that really trying uh, again to bring down our country and to usher in a one world. Anybody will survive. Could know, and religiously, economically. Uh, the only question remains is how much of that will we, as church age believers, see before uh, the Lord? You know, rescues us. We know we won't be part of the tribulation. Uh, that's pretty clear from First Thessalonians one and First Thess five nine, and many other passages that t- that talk about how the church will not be here for Daniel's week, seventieth week. Mm-hmm. But it could get you know pretty bad well before the seventieth week of Daniel, and indeed it's been really bad in a lot of places in this world over the last 2,000 years. So, you know, I really think we're seeing slowly a a sort of pandemic 2.0 in terms of the the ramifications globally of things that are starting to happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely agreed. There's an interesting thing that's been going on, too, that was kind of just recently brought to my attention. I haven't been paying real close attention to this, but this is medicines. Um, We're talking about local pharmacies. Uh, almost, um, almost 400 drugs are in s- uh, short supply, mostly cancer drugs, antibiotics especially. And this has been very interesting because drug shortages are near record levels in this country. And, and there are some serious side effects for that. Um, 99% of healthcare system pharmacists were surveyed, most of them working in hospitals. Now, hospitals are taking, taking the drugs for themselves, uh, in many cases. But they say they're experiencing drug shortages. Um, They're critically impactful, leading to rationing, delaying, or canceling treatments and procedures. There were 309 active drug shortages in the second quarter of the year. Um, This is very interesting because there's no transparency in this uh, business, in this industry. Uh, It's either unknown what the reason is um, or it would not be provided, surprise, surprise, by the manufacturer's um, we don't, they don't have to give the name of the maker of the drugs, what drugs are made where, the source of the materials that are being used. Um, there's no for anything, but there's long waits and in some cases, uh, total inability to get what is needed. Now, I posted, uh, on my social media so- an experience that I had recently at a large pharmacy nationwide provider. Um, and the responses I got were many, such as, well, I waited days for antibiotics, for inhalers, um, Uh, I waited for hours on the phone to find out the status of a prescription. Emergency rooms are filled to the max. There are pharmacy shortages. Is this just socialized health care, JB, or is something else going on?
1: Oh, I think it's definitely heading that way. Um, And, you know, obviously, as with every industry, there are good people trying to to do their best, work hard, make a difference. So it's not necessarily your local pharmacist Mm -hmm. or employee of the pharmacy, not every one of them. But, yeah, it's a broken system. You know, I've got stories as well from, from people in my family that have sat for hours in line, literally a couple hours in line waiting uh, to be uh, served. And, you know, it's, it just goes back to the, the uh, you know, evil design at the turn of the 20th century by uh, folks like the Rockefellers and Carnegie's that took over Western medicine and uh, turned it into, you know, a, a chemical issue so that people are dependent on these uh, drugs. And some of them, of course, are life saving and, and absolutely necessary. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's uh, just part of that divide and conquer concept. Once again, they're just weakening um, the public so that we're ill equipped to stand firm mm-hmm. uh, in the face of, of evil.
0: Absolutely, and I, I had a friend tell me that his dad had bypass and waited for days for the drugs. Another friend whose son had pneumonia, needed inhalers, waited for days for that. So on a, on a people level, this is kind of a tragedy. And uh, at one point, uh, a local uh, pharmacy and other big retail chain said they were 400 prescriptions behind on one day in particular. And, uh, yeah, uh
1: And and that's why, you know, on our show we do a a weekly world events update on Wednesdays with Randy, Grandpa Randy we call him, and uh, uh, he's just been a great blessing to me and to our listeners. But he and I have been recommending for over a year now that folks stock up on some of their essential Medicines and that's possible now. It used to not be, but mm-hmm. now there are several companies out there. I don't want to mention the names because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not endorsing any of them. But you can go online, you can do a telemed uh, doctor's visit, video conference, and then you can order a, st- a stockpile supply of antibiotics yeah. and other critical medicines. And you know, I think that's uh, that's uh, m- should be a number one uh, focus of people's preparedness kits right now. Yeah. Is especially antibiotics because. A, there could easily be a shortage because of all of these supply chain wars that you're talking about. But B, it, it may be a situation where even if there's not a global shortage, something may happen where you can't get to your local pharmacy yeah. or it may be closed. And so, you know, self-sufficiency is going to be the key here.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Um, it, it's, it is what you say, too. You can go online because um, we did this quite a while ago. You can get packs of critical antibiotics that are common, things that you might need um, and I, I do recommend doing that, too, and, and people can find that for themselves. But think about during the pandemic as well, hydrochloroquine, ivermectin. Oh, no, you can't take that. You can't take that. you got to take what we tell you to take. So people are trying to push back. Uh, I know the vitamin industry has been highly regulated again now all of a sudden, and certain naturopaths are finding themselves canceled and unable to uh, communicate the way they would like uh, about these things, being censored uh so it's not just the pharmaceutical issue it's also if you want to uh, take natural supplements you're going to find those are probably in shorter supply too so it's just a it's just a real mess um but uh again like like you had said before we're we're warning people so you can take care of your families uh just be aware that these things are happening and again not to scare you but to actually be proactive about these things um, so we have uh, five minutes left in this particular segment, JB. Let's move on to uh, the war on gender. I know we've all talked about this many times, um, which, again, this is tied in a little bit with uh, transhumanism, um, the war on God and man being made in God's image. But it's really focused on our kids. Have you heard anything about misgendering someone becoming a crime?
1: Uh, I, ha- I, I haven't, um, but I, I know, I just talked to someone yesterday who's on, on the phone, called into our 1-800 number, and they are talking about a, a relative of theirs, I think it was a nephew, that is, uh, has been being told in school that, you know, he, if he has even the slightest f- confusion about sexuality, then he must be, you know, a girl, he must really identify as a girl. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the the par- the, uh... Mind control centers, you know, the re education camps that, that we call our compulsory government schooling system, are a <laughs> yeah. key uh, weapon in this, uh, you know, gender war. I've been talking about it for a long time. I call it the gender surrender movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a chapter, chapter 13 in Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 2, that gives some horrific data about it, uh, gives some case studies from uh, Illinois with the Pritzker uh, evil cabal that runs that state. Uh, and yeah it's just uh, it's sickening and, and it goes you know right back to this idea of the, of the conflict and the wars and in Romans 1 there's a, a dis, you know clear description of the, the mental battle between you know God's will and and man's will and the debased mind and you know those types of things and so yeah I think this is this is a Probably one of the most demonic aspects of this end times uh, conflict that we're seeing or yeah. last day's conflict,
0: yeah, some have mentioned to me that they thought that uh, the Governor of Michigan was going to make misgendering someone a felony, and I did do some research onto it. It's kind of uh, a rumor that's that's run away uh, from us a little bit so far that as far as I can see, that's not true, but I think at the very least they're going to talk human rights violation. I think that was part of Delta Airlines recently. Uh, someone, is, uh, some transgender actor or actress was, was crying um, uh, human rights violation because the flight attendant uh, did not use the correct yeah. pronouns. Yes,
1: I mean, it may not be a crime, although I think in other uh, countries it is a crime. Mm. It, it may not quite be there yet officially, but we've got examples of, of people really per- being persecuted. I remember uh, the, a story of a young elementary school student who called a, a fellow's classmate, uh, by what you would think would be their normal pronoun uh, based on biology, and uh, he was suspended until they could sort it out, and and you know parents got involved, and it was so. There's there's definitely consequences if you don't play by the Luciferian game.
0: Yes, and I see in your book *Spirit of the Antichrist*, Part Two, this chapter on the gender surrender movement and perversion, and you talk about the public school system, the government uh, camps, as you call them. Um, it's not the only mechanism used by them to peddle their perversity. The entertainment industry and of, of, of all things Disney. Now, if, you know, when I was a kid watching Mary Poppins, never in a million years would I suspect this. But here's this funny kind of J- yeah, kind of funny JB because Tim and I were watching, uh, a movie the other day, the Indiana Jones finale, and it's made by Disney, uh, unfortunately. But here's, here's the, the little disclaimer at the beginning, uh, warning to parents, this may contain Tobacco images now of all the things we're scratching our heads because of all the things that Disney has promoted and continues to promote through uh, various uh, shows movies whatever, I'm not real concerned about tobacco images are you
1: yeah it's it's definitely a concern, but not 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 high on my list, no. given what else is out there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we were pretty surprised about that. But it does continue to rage, like you said, in education and the other war. And there are other wars in education, right? We have critical race theory, uh, the political angle on things, Um, the education, the schools. I don't know. I I don't see them getting any better, of course, because of the world that we live in, the times that we live in. Uh, So um, I do encourage people to read that, uh, well, the entire book. But the perversion and the gender surrender chapters is just is really excellent and helps put uh, a lot of perspective on it. Uh, The next thing I want to talk about when we come back, um, this is Mary Danielson. You're listening to Stand Up for the Truth for January 4th. And we're talking to J.B. Hickson kicking off the new year of podcasts. We want to talk about the war on everything this morning. Borders is next, elections. Uh, We want to talk about civil war in America. J.B. has mentioned that. Uh, I want to talk about the war on our Constitution, the war on the dollar, um, and even your gas stove. We thought it was just incandescent light bulbs. We were very, very wrong. So, again, uh, you're listening to Stand Up for the Truth, uh, J.B. Hickson, notbyworks.org. And we'll be back in two minutes with the second half of today's podcast. Our social media pages are shadow banned. Thanks for your prayers and sharing our posts at com. Welcome back to Stand Up For The Truth. My name is Mary Danielson. We are speaking again with J.B. Hickson. Always a pleasure to have J.B. back. Uh, so well-versed in so many topics. And uh, today we're talking about the war on everything. With all the talk about World War Three and Russia and Ukraine and China and all this, there are... Um it's bloodless coups going on and and we human beings are the spoils as everything is being reset everything is changing the WEF uh, Davos their meeting is coming up in 10 days you might want to keep an eye on who the guests are what the topics are I know it's going to be more of the same but Klaus Schwab and his buddies are, are still at it and will be for the foreseeable future now when we left the first half we were talking about education and the war on education and it's multifaceted and JB you wanted to add some things to that
1: yeah, I just wanted to mention you you reeled off a few things where they're 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 really influencing the mind and worldview of our young people., uh, but another area where they're doing this in the schools is history. You know they are mm. they are rewriting history and presenting a false narrative of history. That most uh, young people aren't even aware of, and so they come out with this one perspective on the past. And then that—that was the biggest eye opener for me when my wife and I started down this rabbit hole about 18 years ago. Now uh, was realizing that so much of what I had been taught in school wasn't really the full either wasn't the full story or was completely false in and of itself. And so I just I feel like now more than ever before, you know, Satan is is ratcheting up the deception. We know that's biblical 2 Timothy 3:13 says deception is going to get worse uh, so I just wanted to, to mention that but then as you said it's not just uh, ed, you know education where they're promoting the gender surrender movement and as I point out in the book uh, Hollywood's a big part of that it seems like now every movie you go see no matter how you know otherwise routine it is or, or, or well done it is it's going to have that homosexual component it's, it's like obligatory now they have to have a Storyline that includes that in an effort to normalize it and to make it seem, uh, you know, uh, re- normal. it's just, uh, it's sad. It, mm-hmm. And it's, it's just one more example of how that all is controlled.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of families are just tuning it all out because you don't want that in front of your eyes or your kids' eyes ad right. nauseum. It's just, it's, um, and I think too, uh, JB, a lot of the fruit we're seeing of the rot in the public schools is this anti Semitism. Uh, on the campuses and, and the textbooks, you're talking about revising history or just plain leaving out who Israel is and, and who the Palestinians are and all that, all that. They're not taught about the Holocaust. They're not taught about who Israel is and who has the right to the land. And look at 20 years later, we're looking at, um, the f- ugly, ugly fruit of that revisionism history. And that's just one category, but it, it came to mind as you were talking about revising history and, and yeah. what we reap later on.
1: And I don't want to sound too much like a conspiracy guy, but the fact is we know that the the government has had programs like COINTELPRO going back to the 60s where they would foment a lot of this unrest and these protests. And so a lot of what we see is not only the fruit of, you know, decades of, of, of bad teaching and mind control in the schools, but it's, it's provocateur. I mean, they're actually paying people to go in and stir the pot and protest and start fights and... You know, So these people are on the payroll of organizations like the FBI and the CIA, and they may or may not be anti-Semitic, but they're promoting the anti-Semitic cause by design. Because again, Satan, as you said, is at war on everything. Uh, God is the only eternal being. Every, you know, God eternally existed, never has been a time when he didn't exist, never will be a time when he doesn't exist. He's spoke everything into existence, therefore Satan hates every created thing, not just mm-hmm. humanity, that's that's what he hates the most, because we are image bearers of God, but he hates everything, he hates the planet, he hates everything man has accomplished, uh, he hates Israel, obviously, so they, they are fomenting all of this hatred and bitterness and discord uh, globally, uh, because ultimately, it's a it's a cosmic battle between Satan and God. mm mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. And that curtain has been pulled back in ways that I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. So it's just, it, there's just, everything is laid out on the table and we can see what's going on, which which can be beneficial. Know thy enemy. <laughs> um, but let's continue on, JB. I was thinking about the border and that's another major battle being waged, uh, not to my liking and how it's going, but... I guess my question for you, I'm just going to be just upfront about it. How many terrorists and young soldiers is enough to take down America as they stream across yeah. the border?
1: No, we just talked about that Monday with Leo Holmes. Oh, okay. He's done some, some really cutting-edge research uh, using conservative statistics to try <clears> to <throat> – figure out how many uh, you know military age men 18 to I forget what it was maybe 30 uh, have been let in and it's it's frightening and again that's by design I mean let's be honest Mary if we wanted to put up a wall we could have that done. <laughs> so fast it would make your head spin. I mean, it is not difficult. I mean, if we can put a man on the moon with paper clips and rubber bands, we can certainly build a wall. That's That's not hard. And people do it on a small scale all the time. I mean, you don't leave your front door open at night. You you have security measures in place. You have fences and dogs and whatever you might, locked doors and so forth. So it's just a matter of scale. And, And with the technology we have, it would not be hard at all to put up a wall. And they never have any intention of uh, putting up a wall because they want to bring in uh, fighters, uh, people that they can then uh, co-opt and enlist in this uh, coming civil war. And I know that sounds dark, uh, and of course none of us have a crystal ball, but it just seems like they're telegraphing that. And and Leo actually um, brought up a good point, you know, Over the last several years, going back to the Obama era, we've had all of these uh, government agencies buying up weapons. that, That it was really a head scratcher: why in the world would the Social Security Administration or the Small Business Administration need to be buying thousands of rounds of ammunition and guns and so forth? And that nobody really could figure out what in the world it was for. And he speculated, and it's just speculation, that maybe it's just a matter of stockpiling them and storing them in certain places so that when civil war breaks out, they can. Arm all of these, uh, you know, guys that came in across the border over the last 10 years.
0: Mm. Wow, that's scary. And now we have weaponized uh, DOJ, weaponized IRS, and so we have all of that going on, too. Um, civil breakdown, you know, I think January 6th uh, last year was supposed to, um, <clears throat> I mean, they were worried about a right-wing revolt, and so they were trying to be uh, proactive in their own lame way, uh, because... Um, Come on, the left would never cause division in America, right? It's got to be those right wing uh, maga people that would do it. So I think that they were either going to foment it at that time, and now they've had to scramble a little bit. Um, but I, I see civil war coming. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, I mean when when you know the left uh, burns down buildings, destroys property, mm. and and causes injuries, it's a peaceful protest. That's but right. when conservatives trespass, because uh, people were saying, "Hey, come on in. Let's 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 come on in and see what the Capitol's all about." Mm-hmm. Then it's called an insurrection. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's it should be transparently obvious to any objective onlooker.
0: Yeah, and I think the left thinks that January sixth should be a national holiday, but that's a whole other uh, discussion here. Um, speaking of which, elections, uh, ballots, twenty twenty four. Here we are. I'm bracing myself for the propaganda war that just will never let up. We're going to be beat to death with this election this year. What do you see coming? Um, I, I just soon crawl in a hole over all that stuff, but, you know, I can't do that. So what do you see now with 2024? How soon are they going to continue to beat us with that?
1: Yeah, I, I think there are two possibilities. I've talked about this for quite some time, and then Leo Holman made me feel really good because he reiterated <laughs> two of these issues as well in our dialogue uh, Monday. But uh, I believe either – uh, Trump's going uh, to win, uh, you know, assuming everything goes as it looks like it is, uh, and he runs. I think either he's going to win and the left is just going to become apoplectic and just come, take up arms and start, start a war, or the opposite. Uh, he's going to lose by the way, the only way he loses is a big deal it's a re-election. I mean, mm-hmm. There's no question by any objective measure he wins in a landslide in a legitimate election, not a pretend election like we normally have. But in a real election where votes actually count, he wins in a landslide. Uh, and I'm not a Trump fan necessarily, mm-hmm. but I just think that's that's the fact. I mean, he's a populist leader. Yeah. Um, and so if he if they steal it from him again, I've actually had MAGA people off record tell me uh, in private, that if they steal it from them again, quote, unquote, this is a direct quote from one of them, we are going to take up arms. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people are primed. They're primed to to, to to go to battle. You know, 2020 was so obviously a stolen election, contrary to the popular you know, official narrative, that uh, people are just not going to let it happen again. And that's sad. I hope that doesn't happen. I don't mm-hmm. encourage that at all. Uh, but I just feel like no matter which way it goes, it's a powder keg, and and that's exactly uh, mm. what they're trying to accomplish.
0: Mm-hmm. And it is sad to consider Americans turning against one another. We should be on the same side. But uh, because of all the division that's been sown, um, and, and it's just tempers, and, and where tempers are at, and people get offended so easily over these things.
1: And back, back to Hollywood, Mary, you know, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for the Alex Garland uh, movie that's coming out uh, April 26th. I think it is called Civil War. Uh, we watched the trailer for that, and uh, it's just, you know, another example, I believe, of predictive programming. I mean, mm. Hollywood is really the seat of, of Luciferianism. Mm. Uh, that's where the name Hollywood comes from, going back to the late 19th century or mid-19th century when it was founded. The holly tree is what witches used to, to to cast their spells, and so Hollywood is just steeped in Satanism. Uh, but anyway, the, this movie Civil War, watch the trailer if you get a chance. Okay. It is exactly what we've been uh, talking about and what a lot of people uh, think might happen in this country. It's it's citizens turning on each other and complete civil unrest and a full out hot war between uh, citizens. And so how timely is that for Hollywood to produce the movie Civil War uh, in April? You know, right around the time the Trump trials are going to be gearing mm. up and the election is in full, you know, the mm. campaigns are in full swing. It's, it's just uh, adding more to this divide and conquer mentality.
0: Wow. And so that's a scripted film. It's not a documentary. It's a scripted film. Oh, it's
1: a, no, it's not a documentary. It's okay. a scripted film. Uh, I forget who stars in it, but you can look it up. But it's, uh, oh. we watched the trailer and it was just like, we kept looking at each other, Wendy and I, thinking, mm. yep, this is, this is what they're trying to get people to think, think about.
0: Wow. I'm going to be doing that today. Sounds very, very interesting. And of course, with all this is, is the war on the Constitution. Who can run for office? Who can speak freely? What you can, can and cannot say? Who can carry arms? I mean, the amendments are up for grabs at this point. Um, but as far as, trump being taken off the ballot the average thinking person is saying hey why don't you let us decide who we want to rule right you know <laughs> i mean you don't get to do that this this is a real head scratcher for me too leo yeah, leo because, i called you leo i'm sorry jp <laughs> <laughs> you're
1: supposed to be uh, innocent until proven guilty yeah. and despite all of his flaws and again a full disclosure I, i've been highly critical of trump i have a whole chapter on mm-hmm. him and to Antichrist volume 2, but this is supposed to be a free democratic republic where, where we don't, uh, you know, imprison our political opponents, uh, you know, we we, we we either vote them in or we vote them out. Yeah. Of course, you know, as I've said, we don't have real uh, elections, haven't for a long time, it's a selection, right. not an election, right. but still, philosophically, it, it just makes no sense. This is, uh, uh, you know, I think it's, it's not about what it's about.
0: Yeah, agreed, it's definitely not what it's about, it rarely is about what it's about. But uh, another war we have, we're making through our list here. I'm talking to J.B. Hickson today and we're talking about the war on everything. The dollar, capitalism, banking. Um I thought we'd see more bank failures by this time, but you know, again, that is something that is also... Um, handled by some. But, uh, inflation, you know, this is a war on providing. It's a war on the traditional family. We had, my dad worked. My mom did not until I was much older in my teens. Now everyone has to work because you cannot make ends meet. The debt level of Americans is tipping and it's going the wrong way. Will the dollar be dethroned as the world's currency? Because we're looking for digital everything. We're looking at retail closures now since 2020, not just because of COVID. Um, you will have nothing and be happy so j b what about um the dollar uh what are we looking at I'm, I'm presuming it will be dethroned, but that's a debacle
1: yeah no it, it is i I think the dollar's been dead for. Decades—it's mm-hmm. uh, it, on life support. It's just a matter of when do the Luciferians decide to pull the plug when it suits their interest in ushering in a one-world system, mm-hmm. uh, the, the best. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, what we're seeing this year is a pivotal year. 2024 is an exciting year on so many fronts. But I think tomorrow, January 5th, is when those five new nations have become officially part of the BRICS uh, conglomerate, mm-hmm. and they're already talking about—you know—scores uh, more, uh, you know, have have applied for. Uh, membership so to speak and, and they're talking about bringing them on throughout the year but that's just building up a, a counterpunch to the, the dollar as the world's reserve currency and and i think they're not far away from being able to just kind of turn it off um, but there's so many things that could happen economically not just a formal declaration that the, the dollar is is dead we could see just a, an organic economic collapse we've seen it with some of the banking uh, debacles over the last year. Uh, we've seen it in other industries. We saw it in the real estate industry. We saw it in the automobile industry. So it wouldn't take much this year, uh, you know, to see some major event really cause, uh, honestly, hyperinflation. Mm-hmm. And, and when you know, who, who knows? I'm not an economist, but I've been studying this stuff long enough to know that they've got very, you know, many weapons in their arsenal when it comes to the, Economy, And I don't think it's going to be any one thing like civil war or a rigged election or a terrorist attack or an economic crash. I think it's going to be multiple uh, things, a cumulative effect of things happening uh, at, yeah. right when they're ready. As I talk about in Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 2, they've been telegraphing that this era, the 2020s, particularly 2024, 2025, are their time. I mean, this is their timetable. I'm going to be speaking about the Luciferian timetable uh, 2025 and the the coming global tyranny uh, in Orlando in March at the Prophecy Watchers mm. Conference. And again, it doesn't mean that's going to happen. Obviously, God's in control. God's in charge of the timetable. But w- there's no doubt that this is, in their own writings, what the Luciferians are targeting. This is their time. Klaus Schwab says it's now or never, you know, mm. and he wants it to happen now.
0: Yes, he definitely does want it to happen now. Other wars we got going on are appliances, and to me, I, I can't, I can't take this seriously, even though I should. But it just seems so silly, JB. Um, uh, light bulbs, okay, incandescent light bulbs. What was wrong with that? We liked those for most of my life, and all of a sudden, you can't have that. Um, but it doesn't stop there. Your gas stove, your dishwasher, your water heater, and, of course, your car eventually. And Congress isn't doing this, uh, be- so you can't vote them out of office. But the Department of Energy, the EPA, the Department of Transportation, they're announcing proposed rules that would force you to give up your current appliances and cars in favor of these awful EV uh, automobiles. What do you got to say about our appliances, JB?
1: Well, once again, it's not about... Uh Being good for the environment or Mm -hmm. helping us—you know—you always have to ask. When they say you can no longer use incandescent light bulbs, what do they stand to gain? They tell us what we stand to gain. You know, it's the whole nanny state. We'll help protect you from the evils of your light bulbs. You know, but really, it's—it's—it's not about that at all. It's—it's these other new technology plays right into their hand of being able to control, to spy. Uh, As I've said in my books, whenever you you hear the word smart. Technology, yeah. smart homes, smart refrigerators, smart appliances, smartphones—just think spy, because that's thats what it's all about. It's about the full, but hacking and tracking humanity—the full spectrum planetary control grid.
0: Hmm. Reminds me of uh, the TV show Get Smart and his his shoe phone. I call that <laughs> I call that the first smartphone, but you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, had not, I hadn't thought about that. but That's some more predictive programming. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um This whole thing about the electric vehicles, which no one wants. They're not safe. They cost a fortune to run and maintain. Um The EPA in April, this last April, proposed tailpipe emissions standards for greenhouse gases, blah, 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 that would effectively require that electric vehicles make up two-thirds of car sales in 2032. So they're going to make it happen, uh, wh- whether it's under the hood or with the tailpipe, they're going to make this happen. They'll do an end to run Around everything, and then, of course, they will raise prices on the gas-powered cars to offset all the losses on the EVs that they are required to make to meet the government quota. It just makes my head spin, JB. So, yeah. uh, you Did know, you
1: watch the, the "Leave the World Behind" uh, movie. No,
0: no, and I've been wanting to do that.
1: Yeah, you should. There's a great scene in there where all the uh, Teslas, uh, you know, in this when the when the the enemy hacks the, the system. Just leave the parking lots from all the Tesla dealers and all drive and crash into each other and it's uh you know it, it's all about control you know if you have a self-sufficient combustion engine that you can start and stop yourself mm-hmm. and you can drive across your field That's or flee right. from danger uh, that does not serve the Luciferians interest but mm-hmm. if they can control you remotely uh, that does and so yeah it was just it was a bizarre scene there's a lot of interesting things in that uh, in that movie that uh, I think uh, are, are very telling about what's in the mindset. They even give a nod to the "quote-unquote" evil global cabal that's planning all this and working in cahoots with the enemy, and wow. uh, you know. So it's it's kind of kind of a a little bit of a peek inside the mind, I wow. think, of uh, the powers that be.
0: And they're happy with anything that has an off switch, so they can keep you from living um, any kind of uh, with any kind of semblance of freedom. So um boy that's where we're that's where we're going and have been for some time and jb i don't want to uh, we're running out of time in this segment i don't want to leave this without talking about the war on the jews and the war on christians and my husband and i were talking about all the archaeological changes this is an interesting rabbit hole because since we've been to israel it's been many years now and i look on i watch on youtube and see what's being dug up at the city of david and all these other places and how much incredible proof that the jews have been there as long as they have been there and uh we're wanting to ourselves you know the more they dig up to prove who they are the more they are hated i think that's an interesting uh dot to connect there but the the current anti-semitic climate speaks for itself on many levels so we have a war on the jews and then on the christians there were coordinated attacks uh in nigeria right around the holidays 160 christians were murdered um yeah. there you know it's just been it's been horrible and um that's, they're leading, but then there's also, uh, according to Open Doors, we have the hot spots, uh, North Korea, Somalia, Yemen, Eritrea, Libya, Nigeria, Pakistan, Iran, Afghanistan, Sudan. Is the church doing anything to pressure these nations to stop, or even if we did, would it do any good? What are your thoughts on the war on uh, the Judeo-Christian? Uh, ethic yeah, that we, Satan, yes.
1: you know, the, the church is the body of Christ, the, the bride of Christ, so he hates us. Israel is God's chosen nation and the apple of his eye, so he hates the Jews, and both the Jews and the church play a pivotal role in God's end times plan. They're, they're key parts of God's plan of the ages, and so uh, Satan's, uh, you know, here the closer we get to the end times, launching a full-on assault uh, against them. Uh, I think there are certain Christians, groups and organizations and churches that are uh, trying to make a difference mm-hmm. and speak out and and, and and address these issues in some of these other countries. I know I'm going to be talking Monday on the Not By Works podcast to Tom Hughes from Israel. He's going to be joining us from Jerusalem. Okay. And uh, you know he's he and several other um, prophecy experts that many of whom you've had on your show, uh, you know really have their finger on the pulse of what's going on over there. It's it's not over. It's horrible. Uh, the enemy will not stop till Israel is destroyed. And of course, Israel's you know rightly not going to stop till they once and for all try to put an end to Hamas uh, and some of the other terrorist groups. But uh, you know I think the, the part that, that strikes me is that. We we see it going on in other countries. We see the Holocaust. We see uh, history, church history, and the persecution. Um, But we're, I think, completely unprepared for Mm -hmm. what's going to happen in our own country if the Lord doesn't come back Mm -hmm. soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, it's going to happen one way or the other. The question is whether we... Uh, are here to see the, the beginnings of it. Uh, and it's already happening. We saw it with the pandemic. We saw, you know, Christians being arrested in their parking lots for singing praise songs to mm-hmm. the Lord. Uh, we've seen uh, pastors in Canada halls. Um, so we've seen a, a guy arrested on the street simply for reading Scripture on a public sidewalk. Uh, so, I mean, it's already happening on a small scale, but, uh, you know, I think Satan, he's coming to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm-hmm. He wants to devour uh, us so i think it's going to become very real very quickly yeah. and that's what christians need to be prepared for yeah
0: yeah well and we've we've conquered most of our list here on the war and everything and i'm sure the listener can come up with other ways that they're dealing with in their own um world and sphere of influence on things that they feel they're battling constantly, and so we want to pray for encouragement for the for the saints and endurance. But uh, we have three minutes left, JB. What do you want to say to encourage people uh, as we see things breaking down around us? How, how can we be encouraged?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, the, the, the passage that we started with, that the closer we get to the end times and the return of the Lord to this age, we're going to see wars and rumors of wars. That's certainly uh, true. Uh, But we're also, you know, uh, need to be reminded that it's it's not just physical wars, but it's a, a fundamental spiritual war. You know, one time Jesus was talking to the scribes and Pharisees who were accusing him of doing the work of the devil, and he made that famous statement, if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand, and if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And so, as we started out by saying, you know, Satan is all about conflict and disunity. God wants unity, and he will bring it to it. One day when Christ comes back and takes the throne... We'll see perfect peace and righteousness and justice. Satan's all about confusion. God is not the author of confusion. God wants peace, and we can know the peace of God by faith alone in Christ alone. If you've never trusted in Christ, now more than ever you need uh, to place your faith in Jesus Christ who died and rose again for your sins. Today is the day of salvation. But if you already have, then we can have the peace that passes understanding, which is exactly the opposite of what Satan is, is trying to accomplish.
0: Mm-hmm. And to know that that's what's going on around us and, and, and to have that peace of Christ, even when things around you are, are absolutely insane and they will continue to be. JB, thank you so much. Always a pleasure to talk to you and pick your brain, so to speak, on what you're looking at and, and how things are looking from your perspective. Thank you so much.
1: My uh, pleasure. Thank you, yep,
0: God bless you. All right, another podcast uh, on the books, and um, I really hope people are encouraged by it and, again, allow you to protect, uh, defend your family, and just be strong. One day at a time is all we have, right? We have Elijah Abraham coming up tomorrow. Looking forward to that. It's been quite a while. Uh, Tara Kozlowski, our very own Tara, will be uh, on on Monday talking about human trafficking. A lot more guests coming up in 2024. Elissa Childers is coming up soon. Uh, T.A. McMahon, um, some new guests. We're going to talk about suffering in one of our podcasts just to encourage people who are going through that. So thank you for listening. We are listener, supported, and um, we've had many, many guests over the years. You can go to StandUpForTheTruth.com and click on the link Guests and scroll through for your favorites. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Have a wonderful day on purpose.